Hello everybody out there and welcome to another episode of the Talk That Talk show with me, Barry Holmes. We are here for our 194th episode of the Talk That Talk show and you know we are inching again closer and closer to the 200th episode. Want to give a big time shout out to my boy Savion Gainer, Theo on our Instagram live stream, Donnie Creed on our Instagram live stream, Doc G on our Facebook live. Um, this episode has a lot more meaning than uh, many of the other uh, recent episodes to date. Um, I think that I've just been super blessed to not only have this show, but you know, to really just uh, still be here today. And I'll get a little bit more into that, you know, throughout this episode. But you know, first and foremost, you know, the last couple, I'd say, last week or so, has been very interesting for me because. You know, I've really had to, you know, play the supportive role. And, you know, for me, it's been something that I it's become so effortless for me because I try to think of, you know, people outside of just myself. And, you know, for me, you know, I think for a while I had, um, I guess you could say, take for granted, I guess, some of the things that have been positive in my life. And one of those being, you know, my girlfriend and, I can't tell you what it's like to have the person that you're with every single day that you spend a lot of time with and see them, you know, in the hospital, you know, hooked up to shit. And, you know, it's just not a good look, man. It's not a good sight to see. And, you know, for the past, you know, a couple of days I've had to see, you know, Doc in the hospital and supporting her. And, you know, we got some major decisions ahead of us. You know, we got to, you know, meet with the surgeon and make sure that, you know, she'll be A-OK, but it's just been a nerve-wracking experience to, um, you know, see, again, my girlfriend in the hospital, and there's really nothing that you can do to, to help her. I'm not a licensed doctor, I'm not a licensed physician, but really all I've been trying to do is just been supportive, and I think the one thing that I can say to everyone else out there is is that it's so easy to say that, you know, we should just relax or to tell the person that, you know, we care about a lot that, you know, everything's going to be okay. But, you know, when you're in a position of support to someone that is in the hospital, the best thing that you can do is, you know, just be as calm as possible and just show that you're there for him. And I think that uh, for my girlfriend to see, you know, her parents at her side the whole time, me, uh, whenever I could, you know, being there as much as possible. And I think that that not only helped her sanity, but it helped me to see that, um, that she is in the best place. You know, I think that, um, a lot of times our mind can go and race with the different amount of options and possibilities that are out there. But, you know, I've said it before, you really just have to try and control what you can control. And, you know, I just know that, uh, Doc is in the best hands. You know, I got to meet her doctor, um, and it was, you know, he reassured me that he was going to take the best care of her. And I actually got to see uh, one of the people I went to high school with that was one of Doc's nurses. So, you know, everything kind of just happens for a reason. And uh, even though it took him what three hours to get her a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you know, it was funny just seeing you know her father stick up for her and. You know, us just being in a position to support her when all she's done 
for me is just support me. And, you know, nobody can kind of set you up for that or nobody can give you um, a, a blueprint or a textbook on how to support someone or a loved one. But, you know, it's something that I'm trying to do every single day. And, uh, you know, she says on here that she's in the best place because of me. And I appreciate that, Doc. But, um, you know, you've kind of inspired me as well, too, with your strength. And for someone that's went through open heart surgery, you know, you make you make me at ease with just, you know, how you've been able to um, just go through this with grace, man. And it's funny that I say that because, you know, on the reverse end where I had to be supportive to her, um, you know, she really just was supportive for me in my time of need. And that just happened out of nowhere. Um, really, I, I wanted to come home, uh, spend some time with my pops on his birthday, uh, for, you know, to see the Knicks game. And I remember, you know, leaving. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Doc's house. I'm going to drive over there. And, you know, it was just a routine drive. Normally, I'll take the park. I mean, I'll take the turnpike. But because my easy pass was a little bit over, I decided to take the, the Route 1. So I went on Route 1, and I was just driving like I normally would, right in the middle lane. And then all of a sudden... I just, uh, right as I'm about to get to the right, uh, where Randolph Ave is, I just heard the, I just, boom, it was just like a, a, a hit, and, you know, I, I kind of, I don't know really what happened after the hit to, you know, just me kind of understanding what had happened, but, you know, once I finally realized, like, oh, shit, like, I just, what the fuck just happened, I, I realized that my foot was still on the gas, and... I was driving, so I, I, I'm driving after I literally just got hit in the back with this amount of force that I can't describe to you, but literally, I just, I remember hearing something dragging, and it was just like this, so at the, at the point of me driving this car, I thought that, you know, either my wheels were off and I was just on axles, I literally had no idea what had happened, it was just a, a, a bam, just an impact, and I just remember, like, you know, I don't know if I smacked my head on anything or the whiplash or whatever the case may be, but it was just a, it was a, it was a large impact. And luckily, there was no cars to the left or the right of me. I, I, I just turned the car over to the side of the road and, you know, put the put the car into uh, in the park and put the hazards on. And I think one of the things that really uh, hurt me. Um, wasn't, you know, it wasn't the fact that, you know, yes, I've lost my car. Um, when I got out of the car, you know, just to see the devastation with my car and just seeing everything just completely smashed in, you know, I was still in shock and like, I don't think it really had hit me yet. And then I go over to look at them cause their, their car kind of just rolled to a stop because of just how hard they hit me. Um, I just go over, I'm like, yo, you know, what the hell, man, y'all just, you almost killed me, and these girls literally were just hysterically laughing, man, drunk as shit, in the car, just laughing their ass off, man, and it just made me so upset, because here I literally don't even know what the fuck is going on here, and clearly they just smashed into the back of me, and, you know, they were, they were obviously wasted, man, and, um... You know, it just hurt me in a multitude of different ways because, 
you know, I've lost a couple of friends, you know, two drunk drivers being on both sides of it, you know, whether they were the driver, whether they were on the opposite end of it. And, you know, it's just nothing to play around with, man. I think that one of the most things that I'm blessed with is that, you know, at an earlier age, you know, I did have a DUI myself. But um, once that happened, you know, I, I changed my life and I changed a lot of the ways that I decided to, to do things, man. So I'm not saying that I'm holier than thou and, you know, this girl, you know, I can't say that I wasn't in that same position. But at the end of the day, you know, I was on a, a high-speed chase where I was going 25 miles per hour, you know what I'm saying? And in the O.J. Simpson case, I, you know, I was definitely not, shouldn't have been behind the wheel, but I wasn't going 100 miles per hour. And um, that's not to say that when I was 21 years old that um, I didn't make the same mistake. But, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't hit anyone, and I'm very blessed to have had that happen. But... Now I see on the opposite end almost, you know, 11 years later where I'm on the opposite end of it where someone who was clearly intoxicated at the same age that I kind of was back then of 21, 22, and they really just don't understand the magnitude of the fact that they almost took their own lives as well as me too. So, you know, I think that for me, of course, you know, being here, I'm, I'm super happy that I'm here. Um, I think it's really, you know, it's hurt me that I, I lost my car and I know that cars are replaceable, but I felt like, you know, for most of my adult life, I really just had to, you know, drive hand-me-downs, had to drive beaters and just drive shit that I really just had to because it just was cost effective or whatever. And I felt like with that car that I had, even though it wasn't nothing crazy, I wasn't driving no Audi or nothing, but like, you know, the car that I had, it was something that I picked out, I bought out with my own money, <clears throat> and I bought it straight cash Randy Moss, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, something that I was really proud of, and um, it just sucks that that is gone, but at the end of the day, I'm just still happy to be here and have my life, man. Um, even waking up today... You know, the air, I don't want to like, you know, get philosophical or anything like that, but the air just felt different. Um, you know, seeing my girlfriend, it just felt different. Um, uh, I, I, again, when I look at those pictures and I see the devastation from what those girls did to my car, you know, a lot of people have been saying it, and I don't think it really resonated to me too much until you read the comments of the people saying, yo, I'm happy you're okay, I'm happy you're okay, because I I really could have lost my life, man. I really, really could have lost my life, and, you know, people don't just get hit at 100 miles per hour and walk away from that, and I don't have a fucking scratch on me, man, you know what I'm saying, and... I think that that's all because of the man upstairs and, you know, all of the, the angels that I had up, up, up top, uh, you know, looking out for me. And, you know, just the amount of good that I've done throughout my life, man. Um, I feel as though, not to toot my own horn, but I truly have tried to live a life to empower other people. And I feel as though I've done a lot of things to to gain some good karma not just to get good karma but just because i wanted to do that shit and i think it's all of the the great things that i've done and you know the people watching out for me that is the reason why i'm here today and you know if you don't know why 
or what happened. You just look at my Facebook and you look at those pictures, man. And, you know, someone had said it to me and it kind of like really got to me. But I think it was my boy Reese, but he said that, um, you know, you're going to be here for a while, man. You haven't served your purpose yet. And, you know, that really got to me because, you know, I feel as though I just have so much more to give to this world, man. And, um, you know, it was almost gone because of something that I didn't have any control over, man. And, you know, just the amount of people that reached out to me and, uh, you know, just made sure that I was okay. You know, whether you called me or texted me, you know, the shit just happened not even a, a day ago, man. And, you know, I look out and normally I look at my car and I'll be like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that shit is mine, man. And, um, you know, looking out there and seeing an empty parking spot. You know, it still it still makes it real for me that, you know, I, I don't have that. But, you know, the thing that, again, you know, means the most to me is that I have my own life, man. And um, you know, I have so much more that I have to accomplish. So, you know, I just appreciate every single one of you guys that rocks out with me on this podcast. Um, I think the biggest thing, again, that if I had to, you know, th take anything out of this, man, is that... Um, you know, you just have to live every day like it's your last, man. You know, I joked around with, uh, you know, my girlfriend saying that, hey, I never got in an accident. I mean, I don't understand how, you know, people can, you know, get in these accidents and it's not their fault. But, you know, I've seen it firsthand that I could literally just be driving and, uh, and, and something as simple as someone just fucking wasted could just take me out, man. And, um... It was just, it's just a lot, man. It's a lot. I'm still processing it now, but, you know, I'm just happy to be here, man. And it just gives, you know, new life and new sense to everything that I do, man. Because, you know, you know, we always could say, you know, it's always cliche to live every day like it's your last. But in that split second, I truly, you know, I, I you know, I, it happened all so quick, but, you know, looking back on it, you know, that really could have been my last day, man. And I think that it just upsets me that, you know, someone like that could have had so much power um, to to stop someone from getting in that car. And yet they're in there laughing and joking like it's a game or like, you know, there's a reset button. And that's just not the way life is. So, you know, I think that I, you know, I tossed around for a while as far as if I was going to post it because I didn't want to be just some dude looking for attention and I didn't want to be, um, I just didn't want to be that guy. But, you know, I thought about, you know, all the kids that at the high school that I work at and just, you know, how my story could potentially help them to not get behind the wheel and I thought about it and I was like, you know, why can't I do that for the same people that I call my friends? So, you know, I put those pictures up there on Facebook for people to see that drunk driving is not a fucking game, man. Um, I think it's so easy for us to say that, oh, I've only had a couple or, oh, I'm the best drunk driver or whatever the fuck you might say. But at the end of the day, it's just not a game, man. It's not a game. Um I've seen personally with my own two eyes what can happen to someone if someone is drunk, man. And there was there would have been literally no way for me to brace for impact. And I think that's just 
you know, the craziest thing, and I think that upsets me the most is that I think about it, you know, so many times. How did I not see this person in the rearview mirror just going 100 miles per hour at me? And, you know, at the end of the day, I just had to accept that sometimes these things are just not in your control, man. And that's why it's so important for each minute and every day that we wake up and, and take a breath that you just make the most of it. You know, I've seen so many of my friends um, waste whatever that they've had um, just because they didn't take life seriously. And, uh, and again, you know, I, I hate to keep reiterating it, but I've had to bury too many of my friends and it, it's never easy. And I'm just thankful that nobody had to bury me last night, man, because, again, I just know that I have I have not fulfilled my purpose yet. And. I'm just happy that so many people have reached out to me and, and truly made me feel that um, that that I do matter here. And Tim said, why do you think I live my life the way I do? To avoid and prevent things like this happening to me and those around. Lost too many. And Tim is somebody that's choosing to, has chosen to not drink anymore. And, you know, he's chosen that route. You know, I've had whatever experience happen to me, and I've chosen to change them and make different decisions. And I think that that's the biggest thing that we can take away is that, you know, it's okay to make mistakes, but it's not okay to make those costly mistakes that you know you shouldn't do, man. And I think that for her friend to get in the car with her and, and to not say, hey, maybe we should get an Uber. I mean, it's not that it's not that much to just get an Uber and, and go pick up the car the next day. I can't tell you how many times I've done that, you know. And you don't have a real friend with you if you have someone that's going to encourage you to get into the car and drive you home if you know they're drunk. So all I'm saying to you is... That girl that allowed her friend to get behind the wheel, even though she was fucking wasted, she's just as much at fault as the girl that got behind the wheel. And that's why they both got arrested. And, you know, I hate to say that I'm happy that they got arrested, but it wasn't until I got those cuffs on me and I got arrested in my driveway that I had to make a decision and I had to know that that shit is not okay. And it was a costly decision. And I'm just happy it didn't, you know, affect anyone else around me but myself. But I just hope that when those girls sober up, whether they're in a drunk tank, whether they're at home, but I just hope that they understand that they're the ones that put me in the fucking hospital, man. They're the ones that almost killed me. And they almost killed themselves, man. Um, it's just, it's something that you just hear about too many times, but it's it's never real until it's something that happens to you, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, I'm just happy to be here, and, you know, I have a lot of rest to, to, to do, I think that in situations like this, it's so easy to just jump right back into your normal routine, but, you know, I myself have gotten a sub for all my bowling this week, and I'm just going to take a little time to just take it easy, man, and rest up because, you know, even though physically I may feel all right, you know, mentally, you know, I'm still in shock, man. There's been times where I was just watching the Knicks day game and I just started crying, man, because I had a newfound appreciation. I was like, damn, I, I really might not have been able to make it on this couch, man. I really could have not watched this Knicks game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really might not have made it here. And I think that... 
you know, each thing that I've experienced now after this, it just has a newfound respect or a newfound, like, you know, appreciation. And um, even, you know, Theo says, you doing the show today is amazing. And I had to, Theo, because at the end of the day, you know, how am I um, going to say and wear a shirt that says consistency? How am I going to profess and make a shirt that says confidence? You know, how can I empower people and tell people um, to not do something and not go through with, you know, my obligations or my responsibilities? And that's to me is why I feel like I still have not fulfilled my purpose yet and why I'm still here. Um, bowling, even though I might be out, who knows how long I'll be out. My season might be over, and I think... That was what the most um, devastating thing to me was. And I remember in the hospital saying, you know, uh, Doc's father and dad saying, you know, you shouldn't even be thinking about bowling. But, you know, when you go through a mind and, and life-changing experience like this, again, your mind goes through all the different possibilities. And I think about, you know, Brandon Satrupi, about how I owe his team two times. They, they kicked our ass. And I thought I might not ever get the chance to bowl them again. You know what I'm saying? So... Again, it's just uh, everything just has a newfound appreciation for me. And um, now I'm just never going to take I, I don't think I took life for granted because I, if you know Barry Holmes, you know, I play hard. I play harder than any person <laughs> out here, man. I play hard, but I just think the play has a different meaning for me now. You know what I'm saying? Um I just don't think I'm going to take anything else for granted. I mean, not to say that I did, but, um, you know, not, not a lot of people can get hit at 100 miles per hour and have a podcast the next day about it, you know. And um, I truly feel blessed. You know, I didn't want to talk about nothing else on the podcast today. I didn't want to, to be a super lengthy or extensive podcast, but I just wanted people to know that drunk driving is real. It does happen. And it shouldn't happen because it can cost people lives, man. And, you know, with the amount of people that have reached out to me, you know, it just makes me feel really appreciated and loved and supported, especially in an experience like this because no one can prepare you for this. And most times people don't come back from it. So, you know, everything just has a new meaning. You know, whenever I'll be able to get on the lanes again, you know, I, even if I miss a 10-pin, you know, I, I'm just going to have to laugh it off, man, because, you know, I think I'm just going to appreciate the fact of being out there and competing and um, just being alive, man. Um, it's something that I, I, I just, you know, you just get so used to, just goes get so into that routine of living the life and just going through the motions. But, you know, when you see your life flash before your eyes, man, I truly can't explain to you. Like, I'm trying my best on this podcast, but... You know, the best thing I can say to everyone is just treat, please, you know, make good decisions, man. I mean, sometimes the decisions you can make can can affect other people and and, and in a mortal, you know, lively way. And, you know, the second thing that I just would like to say is just, you know, don't be afraid to tell the people that you care about them the most. Um, and I thought about, you know, not even be able to tell my mom, you know. Uh, that I was okay You know what I'm saying I thought about You know all the people I might not ever get to talk to again Or you know Tell them that I care about them And you know That shit really got to me bro um, uh, It's still fresh 
but uh, I said it uh, in a joking way. Uh, my sister asked me, she was like, you know, so did you go to the hospital? Um, uh, you know, what did they say? And I just said to her, they said, did you realize that you were a champion? <laughs> because, I mean, I mean, that's the best way that I can really try and, and, and handle this is, you know, try and laugh it off a little bit, but at the same time, just understand just how real this shit was, man. But you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, stronger than ever. This experience isn't gonna break me. It's not gonna stop me from the goals that I'm trying to achieve. But you know, just has given me a renewed, uh, a re, uh, renowned um, effect on life, man. And just everything that I do, you know, I, I remember my dad. Um, on the last episode, he said that whenever we're on the lanes, you know, he kind of feels like, you know, we're two guys with our backs against the wall. You know, let's go out guns blazing, you know. And, um, you know, I almost went out yesterday, man. And, um, and anything that I'm doing, you know, I just want to go out guns blazing, bro. And um, that's uh, that's all I have to say, man. Um Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Talk That Talk show. Um, I'm going to be a tough dude to kill, man. I'm a tough dude to kill, bro. Um, I'm still here. I still got so much more to do. I have so much more to accomplish. And um, just keep rocking out with me. You think they were going to let me out of here without making it 200? Yeah, you're fucking mine, man. I'm here, and I'm still going to be here, man. And I have so much more to give. And I just thank you, everybody, for being here with me, you know, supporting me, whether you called me, texted me. Um, I just can't tell you how much that means to me, guys. Um, I really don't know what else to say. Um, I just, I'm just thankful for you all here. This is the Talk That Talk show. We made it to 194 episodes, and we just got so much more to give you all, man. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I, 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 you know, I could not make it and see my Chiefs go to the Super Bowl. We got a lot, a lot to, lot to watch. You know, I gotta see my Knicks do something. They got a big win tonight over the 76ers, and um, you know, the things are looking up. I know I went through something really big, yo, but I'll be all right, man. So I really wanted to just come here on the show tonight and just let you guys know I'm just happy to be alive, man. I'm okay, and I'm happy to be alive. I love you all. And I will see you all 